Sweet. Well, <laughs> I never know how to do this intro, but welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Convos podcast. I am your host, Alyssa Mopia, and I'm excited to be sitting down with a part of the Travelers Club today, Andy and Marco. You might know Andy as Andy Internets. Yes. He's a really funny dude on the internet. <laughs> and then we have Marco, who's also known as Broke and Poor. Broke and Poor, yeah. It's a pun intended, you guys. P-O-U-R. <laughs> <laughs> and he is an awesome barista. And yeah, we're here to talk about the Travers Club and all the cool things that they do. And if you guys haven't heard of the Travers Club, they're this awesome art collective here in San Diego, killing the game. And wow, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I thank you guys for being here, too. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourselves individually and together. All right. Uh, so uh, the Travelers Club is a music and art collective that we started sometime. Well, originally it started as a group of friends in high school, but it officially started as an actual thing probably around 2014 when we had our first warehouse takeover. Um, uh, me, Mark over here, and a bunch of other friends just got together, put all our money in, and like threw a, a warehouse party. And ever since then, we've just been snowballing it and trying to wing it and see how the fuck we can keep continuing it. And it's been good so far. It's uh, it's worked out as yeah. much as it possibly could. We've had our struggles, but um, I think now everything is going cool for Travelers Club and everyone doing their separate thing in it. So yeah, it's really cool. So Mark was a barista, and he's a what are you? A, would you call yourself an entrepreneur in the making? Yeah, definitely. I want my uh, my goal is to have my own shop, um, mm -hmm. and ultimately the goal of the shop is kind of like what Travelers Club is. So um, eventually, I want to be able to create a platform where we can do what we do for Travelers Club, but in house in a shop, um, and you know, incorporate a ton of different things in it, local artists, stuff like that. But that's still long time in the making um, right now I'm still trying to focus on all my coffee stuff I'm um, just meeting a ton of people doing a lot more you know community stuff at least trying to yeah Marco does a uh, poor competitions it's tight he makes swans and hearts he yeah. does I've yeah. seen them in they're action yeah. beautiful. they're really really cool <laughs> and I all started that like about a year ago actually exactly um, I was like legit doing barista um, I did Starbucks for about five years and it kind of oh, helped me get my start um, I fucking hated it, but <laughs> it got me to where I am now, and mm -hmm. I appreciate Starbucks for that. So, how do you feel about Starbucks's recent controversy? What is it? Oh, with the uh, them the being racist. Yeah. Oh gosh. Fucking as a as a as a former Starbucks employee for years and years, it sucks. How think. many times were you racist to people? Never. Come never. On, no. Okay. To racist to people. Never, dude. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's to anyone. Zero. Never. Honestly. No. Um, I've witness? had situations though where really? I've had to kick someone out for being, like you know, at least. Towards the, she made a, like a comment towards. Were they gay aggressive people. though? Were they aggressive? Oh yeah, she was, she was an older lady, oh, and one okay. of my coworkers used the women's restroom because he needed to go really bad, and I guess the men's was being taken up for like a half an hour, and um, so some lady saw, and as soon as he came out, she started commenting about how guys use girl restrooms and you know how we're gay here and that oh, stuff like that. Oh, she pulled that one yeah. out. Yeah, and I uh, I had just kicked her out. That's a I literally just kicked her out and told her to leave and get Yeah, the but that's heroic. Yeah. yeah. You were on the right um, side of history. But other than one. that, I've never really experienced anything like that at Starbucks, so it's a bummer to think that fucking people are assholes like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not just yeah. at Starbucks though. Definitely. Like, it's literally yeah. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It sucks yeah. that something so corporate and supposed to be so, you know, good-ish. Um, things like that are coming There's out no of it. There's no way so. Starbucks is good -ish. No, I mean, they try to incorporate <laughs> good values, dude. But, I, I mean, it sucks that it came out like yeah. fucking asshole. So. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
But yeah, you're on a bigger and better things now. And uh, so I'm curious, how did you link me and him together? Because if you, if you, it was so random. If you wouldn't have Honestly. known, if you follow like broken no poor, yeah. The only way you can link us is if you look at the comment section and it's me posting like clap signs. The whole no, time. and there's Travelers Club now on the broken poor. I it? think at first I didn't have it on there, but it's on there now. You put Travelers uh, Club. I put on Travelers it? Club okay, on there. I yeah. think I saw that earlier today because I was doing some research, yeah. but I was just like, there's really website. nothing on there. Yeah. And also, he has a tattoo. Marco has a tattoo that says yeah. the Travelers Club. Yeah. So for you to ink that. Yeah. I really um, he was the first one to brand himself. Yeah, me and Luis actually. So it was just random. We were just at a coffee shop. How big is your group of friends? Oh, it's, like, uh, it's about 15 Yeah, like, 15 people. 15 people. Um uh probably like a, a fraction of that does act active work. The rest of them are kind of like friends that we've just had for a long time that are always there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a big group of friends. And within that group of friends, there's people who DJ, there's people yeah. who shoot photos, there's people who do design work. Uh, a couple of our friends have a print shop that they opened called Down and Out. Nice. And then we have, uh, what else is there? I mean, it's just a huge mixture of stuff. Like I said, like um, I mean, you have Chicha doing music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my whole coffee thing. And um, I mean, Darian with this whole graphic design. Yeah, we're just trying to do a bunch of creative stuff and then put it under one umbrella. And then hopefully be able to branch that out into other people in San Diego mm-hmm. where we can work with them and somehow bring them into like what we do and yeah. like just create this whole collective unity behind I San Diego. That. It's really all yes. not too separate. That's why. I mean, they're all like, we're all close and niche, but they're all right next to each other. So I feel like once we start, you know, picking these, I mean, you connected us together. Once we start putting these dots, like, you know, connecting all these dots, you'll start figuring out that more stuff can happen out of San Diego, I think. Yeah. And we've seen that so far. I mean, with all the Absolutely. people we've connected with, all friends, their mm-hmm. group of friends, mm-hmm. I mean, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I connected with Andy. How did we meet? Like, I think we met briefly at, like, an event. I don't know which one. Probably mm-hmm. one of yours. And, um, but Veej was the one who was just like, oh, you need to talk to Andy. And I think yeah, you well, were on his podcast. Yeah, and all Veej that. is like a, like an every, for some reason, I think half the people I know is due is to Veej. Of Veej. Yeah, yeah, in some way or another. Veej. Yeah, Veej yeah. knows a ton of people. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Veej he's is going like, from here all the way back up north, right? Well, he lives in Mira Mesa, I think. So it's not, I mean, it is pretty far of a yeah. drive. But yeah. Or did you mean the Bay Area? Yeah, I meant the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, you meant the Bay Area? <laughs> yeah. No. No, I, I got the Bay. He got. Really? Didn't he, didn't he live up there for a bit? Uh, yeah. He, he, I, did, yeah. he like switches on and off, I think. Because I remember when we went up there, we saw him. Yeah. Like ran into him at a bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. really? That's so funny. Yeah. Um, and then I went to West Bean. And yeah. then. Just conversations. Yeah, I think, and your really. boss was just like, Have you seen Marco? He pours yeah. the best lattes ever. I was like, I don't know who this Marco guy is, but apparently he's cool. Yeah, and my then start. When we did like, actually start talking, yeah. that's when I found out about Traveler's Club. And then when I was like, I want to have a coffee and combo with you, you're like, Oh, we could do it with Andreas. And I was like, Who the fuck? Yeah, is nobody that? knows me by. And that's why I was like, it's yeah. weird. Okay. So <laughs> and then he said it was Andy. I think so. it's funny. The whole group of friends probably just doesn't know you as... Some and, of them might say Andy. As Andy? Chicho says Andy. But for the most part, everybody just knows me as Andres. If you've met me prior to 2015, you know me as Andres. If you met me post-2015, it's You're Andy. Andy. And for the most part, I feel Why like... Why the switch? Um, just because every time I talk to somebody, it's always like, hey, my name's... I always say Andres. And mm-hmm. I was like... I either get like a variation of like Andres, Andreas, Andres, uh, Andre. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just like... Fuck it, like just Andy. What's up, Andy? Nice to meet you. <laughs> Keep it moving. You had a lot of more names before that. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, that that's that oh, no. yeah. Because if you're born in Mexico and you're like a Mexican Mexican, you take on like your whole family. Like five different names, yeah, right? For I know real, Ian yeah. has like ten yeah, yeah. names. So you get like uh, two first names, two middle names, two last names. So it's a it's a it's a big one, but nice. 
That and all the rapper names. Yeah, and all the and rapper all the names. names. So we haven't talked about yeah, it. Talked Nobody about knows about that yet. Oh, okay. So don't bring we'll that down up. To raps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Andy, tell me more about you. We heard about Marco and his stuff. What mm-hmm. about you? What are you? You're kind of like the big poncho, aren't you? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. That's. <laughs> no, I would <laughs> say so. I think you, you kind of took the reins when it came to like organizing everything. You do a lot more like, networking. Um, I mean. But see, that's weird. I don't like to call it networking. I hate the word networking. Yeah. The word networking sounds so shitty. It sounds like you're taking human relationships and then breaking Bring it down value. to like mechanical like yes hello my name is blah 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 do you have a business card like that shit is so whack no but i mean you definitely put like yourself and us out there though and that's why i feel like we've connected with so many people though i mean you really did a lot with when it comes to all that so i appreciate yeah but yeah i don't know um i just like i just like to do a lot stuff just because when i was younger and like i wasn't like active and i was like the loser kid so i just forced myself to learn like creative things that's the Mm -hmm. only way i could indulge in fun stuff so like writing and photoshop and just doing random shit that like at the time was like really like losery and like dorky and weird eventually paid off down the line because now i know how to do all this and you're like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. So now I know how to do all these cool <laughs> things, and now I can get paid off doing these cool things that mm-hmm. otherwise were really stupid back then. But yeah, so it's helped out a lot. So with like the Travelers Club stuff, um, I, I, uh, I kind of like direct the events. So like booking, um, and then I have a couple partners who help me with like finances, and also like I guess you would say like a like a board kind of where they they give their ideas, and we all have the inputs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so like, as far as like booking shows at venues and everything. I do like the operational stuff and I run the website and the social media and all that shit. That's a lot. That's a ton. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> a lot. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like don't downplay it. Dude. That's yeah, a ton right? of work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do with the Travis Club. It's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I've grown up in San Diego for the most part mm-hmm. and I've only been around this whole like creative community for maybe a little bit over a few years but I've always heard the Travelers Club I feel like you guys are kind of these like purveyors of the art and music culture here in San Diego and given the fact that you've started the warehouse takeover right was that your first event so what does it feel like for you to be able to execute your first event and having it occur every quarter and then having it be this huge staple for San Diego well see that's the thing that I still beat myself up about and I know I should change my mentality on it but um, I mean initially the last time I've ever felt really proud about an event was the first event just because I didn't I I expected like 50 people to be there and it was like 100 but at the time I was like oh fuck this is crazy yeah and then that was the that was the first and last time where I was like man I did it I don't know because the second one oh yeah the second one was crazy too but then you know after the second one it was like all right not to the third and so like every time I do an event like I can tell now looking back in hindsight that like they've gotten exponentially bigger and it's really cool all the opportunities we've had but at the same time it's kind of just like uh, when it's over in my head it's like what could have been better and then what could we do to get next one going and get it even better and we messed up a ton like a ton we did so many things wrong like what like Uh, things that not even having shows without permits yeah doing everything really illegally kind of DIY staging like like lights yeah the first the first show we ever did was like we literally had a buddy who like skated around like Logan found like this old warehouse Mm -hmm. and found the guy who ran it was like hey can we throw a big party here and the guy was like yeah and that was it so I just assumed that's how it was always gonna be like just like fun and like nothing bad was ever gonna happen yeah and then the third one the third warehouse show we ever had was in downtown 
And I didn't really think about it back then because I was stupid and naive, but there was like a police station two blocks down. So that night, and it was supposed to be like a big secret show, whatever. And then there's a whole brawl that happened and it happened right next to like the freeway. So there was like 40 people outside fighting in the middle massive. of the street. Cops came in. Yeah. They're like, who the fuck is throwing this? Blah, blah, blah. I thought and that I'm, was the end of TC too. Yeah. I really thought that that was it. Oh, we were wow. done so I was, because I remember hiding in the garage. Cops were outside and it yeah. was just insane. And then I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm the one who did it. And then the cops put me in the cop car. And I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> I know. I heard you were in the cop car. I was like, oh, shit. The dude, cops were like, you were downtown, buddy. I was like, all right. I was like, and I have it tatted. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're branded. <laughs> I know. No. You can't hide that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then the one immediately following that was kind of shitty. What was that one? The fourth one? Oh, uh, we, we had it at it that. It was cool. We had it at that meat locker fucking place. And conceptually, oh, it was awesome. It used to be a butcher shop. Not a butcher shop, but like a meat, literally like a meat locker. Like they would hang the cows there. So the building is set to be insulated where air doesn't really come in or escape because it's supposed mm-hmm. to be frozen inside. So we found that spot and they, they, the people who ran there had renovated it into like a art studio kind of thing. Okay. But it wasn't made to have like 300 people in there. So it was just like disgustingly packed and gross inside. Everybody was sweating. Oh. And but it looked amazing. Like that yeah. was the one show I remember like walking around and being like, holy crap. Because like, it was like three rooms. The one room had like a art set up. The other room had like a strobe light just going off with like... Yeah, with like... like it was almost smoke. like an installation with lights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was nice. just really and cool. And the third room had the artists and performers. But yeah, that one was, I don't know, I didn't really like that one either. But then after that one, I got arrested again because we did the sound lot. That one was, we spent all day, like, just grounding, like, dirt, like, yeah. just with shovels because originally was, we had it somewhere else. Yeah, it was supposed to be somewhere secure. It was, like, at a, somebody's private uh, parking lot. And oh, I it was, remember hearing about this. Yeah, and it was, yeah. like, isolated so nobody could see it. And then the last minute, the week before, she was like, yeah, we're not having it here. So I was like... Like, we've sold tickets. Like, people are going to come. And she's like, you have to have it somewhere else. So then we fucking rented out a parking lot, uh, like, across the street or something. But it was out and next to the residential area. Anyways, the cops came, and they shut it down. Like, oh, that one was so crazy. We and had, it was we had awesome. Saba play. We had Noodles play. We, I we walked on stage play. and kicked them off. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah we had, we had food trucks there. I mean, we had a beer garden. That it was, was cool. So <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. The lineup was so tight. And I think, ideally, that's kind of what we always wanted to go towards like things like that like you know a little bit more bigger a little bit more structurally set up ambitious yeah i mean we talked we yeah for a while we wanted to have a major festival and that was our goal was remember yeah no no that that's something that we still that's kind of like in the works right now having festival yeah yeah yeah. you heard it here you guys (laughs) (laughs) exclusive (laughs) but yeah no that's something that we're i'm we're definitely trying to plan by if we're trying to have it announced at least by summer, uh, mm-hmm. but it's set for like fall right now. But and the names that have been going around have been kind of cool too. With them, We're crazy. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I didn't think we that finally could found happen. a rich white guy who would give us money. <laughs> so that's <laughs> the secret to yeah. anything. Secret. I think I kind of hinted at you too that there was a couple people who were like, "Oh man, like." Yeah, I remember yeah. you were mentioning uh-huh, that, that like, it's whatever you're working on next is gonna be pretty huge. So that's really dope, you guys. Like, what is the inspiration? Like, how did this even start for you to even want to do events like this? Um, that one was pretty. Simple. I mean, I know aside yeah. from like warehouse takeover, you also have yeah. art and rec yeah. and like. I mean, all these really we used cool to just go to a ton of shows like that, but they were all in LA. Exactly. So yeah. we got and got tired of going to LA, and thought we can do Makes it sense. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it started, really. Essentially, yeah. We like we'd go to like ham parties in LA, and then we go to like just shows in TJ, and a lot of the, do you know what ham parties are? Ham on everything. No. It's like this little group in LA that used to do really crazy shows back in like 2011, 2012 when there was like uh, like the internet had really started popping with like 
lo-fi rappers, kind of like Space Ghost mm-hmm. Perp and like Raider OM Clan. and yeah, Greater Clan, all that stuff. So they had like these warehouse parties in LA. We used to always drive every weekend. And then I was like, fuck this, like this is stupid, like let's just do it here. Mm-hmm. And that was what the warehouse ticket yeah. was supposed to be about. Nice. So like the inspiration was essentially to have like, try to create this like scene, because whenever time you would go to LA at the time, you would see these people who were like almost like modern day socialites, because they would be like, yeah. oh, I know her from the internet, yeah. I know her from Twitter, um, I know her from I mean, there was like, who was it? Britney um, Scott. Britney Scott, Remy Fox, like all those yeah, like yeah. LA. Like, LA oh 2012, gosh. like <laughs> famous people from yeah. the internet. Yeah. And they would be there and it would be a big deal, at least to us. Yeah, one time one of them came to one of our shows, Boy Tweets World. Yeah. And then <laughs> that shit was so crazy. He, was, he had a VIP wristband. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. That he was trying so to get funny. backstage and we're like, we don't even have those. But like, yeah, essentially <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to create like that whole subculture that was there, but like kind of like bring it here. Not bring them here, but like create that create, we're here yeah. where people have like a social like have a sense of identity where it's like I'm from San Diego and these are the people in San Diego that are doing stuff and then mm-hmm. let's all have them together in one place where that. they could like you know coexist and like feed off each other and there's just so many creative people too but i think there was just no outlet for that and eventually i mean we started kind of reaching out to these people and now a lot of them are you know regulars at the shows whether it be with art or with music um i mean we did a whole thing with def steady remember when he was def steady um yeah rossi rossi oh shit yeah Yeah, we used to have shows with him all the time back when he used to work at lids uh plaza bonita yes um i mean all the artists, you know, we have Luis Garcia, um, like Rodrigo, a bunch of the people that we still get art for all the time for our park and rec and stuff. That's really cool. So how would you dis- discover? How would you discover these artists and reach out to them now? Um, a lot of it was through friends that like, I mean, V, I reached out to Veej through like Twitter DMs, kind of out of nowhere. When I first, when I did my second The Warehouse Takeover, I was just kind of looking through like, Twitter seeing like, all the people who I'd always see retweeted on my timeline and V just always get retweeted I forgot who knew him but I remember he used to have like he used to have a style where he would do kind of like pop art designs of mm, like like that. Heisenberg from fucking uh, Breaking Bad yeah and like stuff like that so I thought it was super tight so then I asked him to come out and I knew a bunch of people from LA because when I used to live there for like half a year in 2012 and I had a bunch of buddies over there who were like into like graffiti and who were into um painting and stuff so they came down the Crizzo and Brian uh, Valdez but yeah Um, a lot of those artists just coming from the shows yeah and then seeing the shows and wanting to and Endo you know who Endo is Endo Rosales Mm -hmm. yeah he helped out a lot he was really integral in the first few shows so like he would like because he had a bunch of buddies like Mauro uh, from Weird Hughes Rodrigo Jimenez Mm -hmm. all these people who were like from around I don't know if they're from the same area but they all were like in uh, a little tight knit circle so then he introduced us to all of them. So one of our first shows, we had Mato and Rodrigo and Mato's brother clobbering time and everything. It was cool. That was crazy. You guys are seriously like putting on so much. Like how much time and effort does it take for you to even plan out and like execute the event? <laughs> I feel like a lot of it happens like like that, like well, really? at the show. I mean, oh wait, like like during the day ap- operation or Just like planning like, it? Yeah, planning. Cause like I for one, I've only thrown like maybe two or three events and like that shit's so stressful. Yeah. Okay? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have the skin for that, man. No, yeah. I mean, fucking, probably, probably like, uh, from from it, it starting as an idea to it ending, it probably takes maybe like three to four months. Whereas, like, we think of, like, all right, we have to do, like, another warehouse takeover. We have to do another R and Rec. Or if we want to do something completely different and we, like, come up with, like, a one-off event or mm-hmm. a, a new series, um, if we're getting, like, it depends if we're getting, like, a headliner. 
at that point, it's literally me just sending out emails for like weeks, just hoping to get like responses and hoping to like set up deals and everything. Mm-hmm. Which artists would be cool for that event, yeah. depending on what time of day it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so that that's probably what takes the longest securing somebody, because it's it's so hard. I mean, especially when in San Diego's climate, when you have like monopolies that run like the nightlife industry, like you have LED, which originally was just like an EDM thing, and mm-hmm. then. Everything North Park else. Observatory now. Yeah, like North Park Observatory and LED. Once LED decided that they wanted to cash in on things that weren't EDM, like you know, like other types of electronic music or like whatever, or like bands, they opened up. Fingers crossed. So mm, that's right. And then LED was under AEG at the time, and AEG is like the second biggest music corporation in the whole world. They pretty much back. They do Coachella. Yeah. AEG. So they do. AEG does yeah. Golden Voice, so Coachella. Oh wow. So and they pretty much run most of the venues like in the country. So the problem with them is they have like a, a radius clause where if they book somebody, you can't. Nobody else can book them for six months. Like, so yeah, and it's it's like now I think it's reached out to like thirteen hundred miles radius. Where Are you yeah. So like if if it's like L.A. They're getting sued actually by a sold out. Yeah. Um, for that reason. Like L.A. Uh, yeah. if so they book somebody in L.A. or Orange County, like San Diego's out the picture, and the only problem is like they have fucking omfg where they have like all mm-hmm. the edmx and they have like fingers crossed where they have or crossfest where they have like kind of like the housey like more selection type acts and then they right. have like a bunch of other shit where if they book them it's done not only that there's the like the one-off shows at bang bang where they have like you know the artists will come through oh and yeah then, yeah and then they give them stupid amounts of money yeah so like, there's no way like you can compete dumb dumb amounts of money like there's no way they're making money but they just do it just so they can have like that stranglehold over the whole city wow yeah. that's something I didn't that's know why um I learned recently that that's why a lot of well the city itself didn't really like North Park Observatory just mm-hmm. for one because they came in from not from San Diego and re- renovated the whole North Park Theater which is a historic building and then they literally just throw massive amounts of money to beat off every competition so that's why you have a lot of amazing shows that go on there but mm-hmm. then there's no other shows going to any other venues unless they give them and since we're going with this whole fuck uh, yeah. big corporation rent, uh, yes, please. <laughs> another another thing that they do too to like kind of weed out the local promoters, uh-huh. which is what essentially what Travelers Club would be in terms of like booking uh, acts. So let's say there's a venue that has primarily a lot of LED or AEG bookings. If they see that that venue is booking somebody else through another promotion company like us, and they feel that it's threatened, it's like it could threaten their uh, acts. They will like say uh, cancel that. And if you don't cancel it, then we're going to cancel all our shows. So at that point, it's kind of just like, all right, well, we have to, you know? Wow. So there's been a lot of venues that have had to have done that. And it's it sucks when you talk to, like, venue directors and they're just like, there's nothing we could do. Like, Yeah, I mean, their hands are crossed. I mean, there's nothing, right? I mean, if they're getting threatened to take all their other shows out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that one show. That, that, that just sounds, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, but does. yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's hard doing cool <laughs> stuff in San Diego. So that is the biggest challenge. Well, that's good to know. I did not know that. Yeah. That's, that's how we support local stuff and try to yeah. keep things pretty small. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are attracting a lot of people. I mean, like hundreds of people come out and you just sold out your last show, right? Yeah. We've, we've been fortunate enough to have the last few shows or the last few warehouse shows uh, do well because it wasn't like that mm-hmm. uh, a, a year ago. So like it's 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 funny because like the the more successful the shows do get the more uh, criticism we hear and that's and oh. that's expected, but like people were like oh you guys are just fucking trying to like get easy cash and big business and blah blah, blah. but it's just like you don't realize that like we've been doing this for like five years almost 
and for five years we've lost money like constantly and like it wasn't mm-hmm. up until this year where we've actually seen like us break even or even turn a profit at all not yeah. only that I mean I think we also just generally love it like from all aspects of it whether it's the art or the music and just meeting a ton of people mm-hmm. I mean supporting like I love doing that just for fun there's nothing with like you know doing all that it sucks that people have that idea of us no but yeah but it's been cool and we're, we're really lucky to have cool shows yeah. and be able to hopefully keep doing cool shows you will yeah because that's what keeps me up at night <laughs> well that's awesome Let's see. You talked about your biggest milestone, or at least like the thing that you're most proud of being your first show ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, would you consider that your biggest milestone, or like what is it that uh, you consider that you that keeps you going, and like that you're like, I fucking did this. It's it's not even the shows. It's like that the the byproduct of the shows. Mm-hmm. So it's like seeing uh, people who I knew. Who, who in my head before the shows, like these people don't know each other and then doing the shows and then seeing them like get in touch with each other and then seeing that grow into something else and seeing that blossom to something else. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing different factions of San Diego just grow and become this like huge thing that's like outside of whatever we do and become like partnerships. And it's like, it's I, I love seeing that happen. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. And that's what keeps me going in it. Cause it's like, okay, I can, I can at least, if I die tomorrow, it's like, I know I at least contributed something. And like, there doesn't have to be any credit, doesn't be anything, but like I've, all I've ever wanted to do was leave my footprint in like my city and my community. Mm-hmm. So that is my f- proudest part. I love that. Where are you, Marco? What's up? I'm sorry, I was, I, was, I was listening to you. I mean, I, I kind of agree. Like, he has, like, dreamy eyes every like, well. I was, I was listening to you. It was good, dude. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's one of the same. And it's something that I try to do at the coffee shop, too. Um, not just at West Bean, but when I worked at Starbucks. Um, a lot of it was just connecting a lot of people and seeing... Because you, you see so many people come into a shop every day, so you kind of start recognizing what people are into certain things. And mm-hmm. eventually, you start learning how to, like introduce people to each other and that's how you see different projects flourish and um, at least where we grew up in Chula Vista um, a lot of the people that I met at my Starbucks they have their own things that we kind of like what we do I mean there's a whole another DIY venue called like the Treehouse and um, they pretty much have bands play and they just open up their house and let things go on there and um, I mean just kind of seeing that us going to support them seeing them come to our shows Mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that like keeps me going and wants me to have my own shop is because I want to do the same thing connect people and be connected with people and, you know, support and, you know, just kind of contribute as much as I can, really. Yeah. Same thing. I just want to be a part of it. And I don't really yeah. need to do anything crazy. I just want to help. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I mean, that's why I do Coffee and Combos, so I could connect with people and really hope to, like, bridge that gap a little bit. When did you start this? When? Mm-hmm. Um, two years ago, I want to say. What made you, what gave you the idea of, like, this is going to be the theme. Like we're going to go to coffee shops and we're going to have conversations. It's an interesting, it's an interesting, like I like it. Thanks. Um, it was definitely something that was just born out of like necessity for me because I would, when I graduated college and I thought I wanted to pursue PR Mm -hmm. and be like, I'm going to move to like LA or New York and Mm -hmm. do this thing. Um, I, I worked for a small boutique agency here in San Diego that actually no longer exists because they were super shitty. Hmm. Um, but the one thing that I took away from that experience was like getting to know our clients over a cup of coffee or lunch. But it was always those intimate conversations that made me want to work with them more or like made me feel that connection a little deeper. And, you know, if I'm going to represent a client, why wouldn't I do that? So when I left that job, 
I wanted to just meet people, but I didn't know how because at the time I was going through a breakup. My friend moved away to Arizona. I was all alone, you know, and I was like, uh, how do I meet people? So um, I felt like the easiest way was be like, hey, I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you. And for whatever reason, like these people that I would meet up with would give me some really valuable insight into life and they would become friends. And that was something that I wanted to share and document. And I felt like, you know, if it was inspiring to me, it could be inspiring to other people. So that's kind of like how Coffee and Combo was born. That's, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, that's, that's cool. Like it's all about community, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. And especially here in San Diego, I know that like my first instinct graduating college was like I need to leave yeah. because there's nothing here yeah no yeah you know? definitely that, this used to bum us out so much yeah. that used to be like the one thing I used to hate people saying because like San Diego's awesome like there's so much it's shit to do here. here yeah well when you come out of high school you don't know that yeah you're, you're no, not you're not old enough yeah. to see the nightlife you're not old enough to really but even in high school man we were doing our you know our fair share of exploring the city we were hanging out in North Park when it was still kind of yeah, rough. but we weren't. But we, what did we do in North Park? We, we just fucking walked around. Did, yeah, went to record stores and stuff like that. But you, you look at every other city, and you look at like uh, San yeah. Francisco and New York and Los Angeles, and you're just like, mm-hmm. wow, Definitely. that's where I need to be. Exactly. And like, I went through like my period where I was like, fuck this, like I'm leaving, and I moved to LA, and it was fucking terrible, and I hate LA. And then I tried going to New York, and that was weird. But, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, I think that's just me. I just never wanted to leave San Diego. Yeah. I always just loved it. That's um, good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's why I never want to, op- I want to open it up here and just like, just be a part of it. Like, that's what I said. I think it's awesome. And it, it pissed me off that it took so long for people to like actually get on board and realize that San Diego is one of these major cities now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're beer capital. We could drink beer every day here, you know? I mean, things are so cool. The, the beach, the mountains. Yeah. Just upsetting. Yeah. They hear people get all like weird about San Diego. No, San Diego is yeah. beautiful. I love San Diego now. Yeah. I know, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have to grow to love it. Yeah, I remember, definitely. yeah, my mentality was like, I need to move to be successful. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything here. It's so slow paced. And, you know, back in the day, you were just like thinking about how, like, it's just a tourist city. Like, people only come here yeah. for vacation. It's so slow. Military, mm-hmm. too. Like, like, massive military city. I get yeah, that. That's that a big too. turn off, too, I think, for a lot of people. That's a military city. Well, people don't yeah. really, like, look at San Diego. Like, it's like a, it's a pretty Republican, conservative yeah. area. Mm-hmm. And it still is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it still is. I mean, just like, like was it two days ago where they passed? With the vote? Yeah, yeah, the three to one uh, San Diego uh, Board of County Supervisors. They voted that. I think I was quiet in here. <laughs> that they wanted to uh, support Donald Trump's legis- uh, lawsuit against oh. the anti-immigration thing. So that's a bummer. Uh, pretty shitty. Uh, but, but yeah, it's pretty shitty. Just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you still with you know with the Travelers Club, you kind of educate people like when they ca- what they can do, where they can do things. So mm-hmm. I think cause that's really cool. I've always liked that's what you I did love that. about you guys yeah. too. Is that like you guys are really like you know, sharing your voice and doing whatever you can to change all the shitty things that are happening here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's Rather awesome. than just get upset. No, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think that's important. I think, uh, I mean, I think if, if you're going to be about the community, I think it's equally important to, you should obviously, like, we're, we're at the end of the day, we're like a music and arts collective. Mm-hmm. Our thing is events. But I think it would be irresponsible to push that and not push civic engagement. Right. Because then it's like you're taking and you're and we, we like to think everything's all fun and games. But like if you're not helping the actual like if you're not helping the disenfranchised out, then you're just using your privilege to only have fun and you're not really thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to balance those both sides. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like we touched on everything, but 
Now I want to talk about, because you do have a big team, mm-hmm. and, like, Traveler's Club is huge, why is it important to have teamwork and, like, the fact that you do involve your friends in this? Mm-hmm. I mean, the... I mean, the funny part is like it, one of the biggest struggles in having a large group of friends and like people who are who want to be active in like the whole collective and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like it's hard enough doing decisions with three people. So having 15 people, it's just like there's always hurt feelings. There's yeah, always somebody mad always at somebody. Upset. Yeah. And for the And since I'm the one who's like pretty much directing the things, I'm like I, I'm always getting shit for everything. So, you know, so it's but it's it's something that we've learned to like grow accustomed to and every now and then we'll have people who tune out and we'll have people who like get bitter and then they'll we'll come back and yeah but at the same time i feel like it wouldn't work any other way i mean i feel like we all kind of still contribute something whether it be you know us bitching or us trying to like give suggestions to andres and i feel Mm -hmm. like it loki kind of pushes you yeah and like i mean yeah i don't think it wouldn't work if we didn't have that big of a group to be honest but yeah i mean teamwork's played a huge yeah huge role in everything we've done and I mean, I fucking, anytime somebody comes up to me and says shit to me, that's the one thing I, I've always, or I, I've learned is like, no matter if it's like somebody in like my team or somebody who I don't know, stranger, anytime anybody just talks shit to me, I don't, I never take it personally, mm-hmm. but like I do, I do uh, internalize whatever emotion I think that they're probably actually trying to like convey. So like when somebody says like, like when somebody gives me criticism and like, I can tell they're doing it in a spiteful way. It's kind of just like, all right cool whatever but like what did you actually mean and then let me work on that Ah. so it's that's one of the things i've tried to do i think it just helps too that we're just all really good friends i mean even still oh yeah that nice little lubricant yeah yeah, because when we (laughs) eat lubricant (laughs) seriously though like even after like (laughs) all the even after all the shit talking to each other (laughs) like we're still friends you know and like it's never bitter Mm -hmm. it's still always really fun yeah and when we hang out we don't really talk about any of this shit none of it it's just hanging out music Shit like that, making yeah. fun of each other. <laughs> well, where is the like? What is the future of Travelers Club, and where do you see it going? Shit. I mean, I feel like we all have different ideas actually oh. of what Travelers Club would end up as. So we recently got uh, on top of the old white man who wants to help us out. We also got <laughs> hit up. Say that. I'm not gonna say it yet. Uh, but you should. <gasps> Should nice. I say it? Yeah, I oh mean, if, it, if it's possible. I mean, because if I say it now, then it, then it has to happen. So I have to be persistent about it. Okay. But, okay, so we got we got hit up by uh, Red Bull. Oh, to, you said it. To, <laughs> to, to <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> to do, like, some... Uh, it, um, almost uh, like a sound select, yeah, right? Yeah, they want they want, they want to, like, work together on something for San Diego. Because they... Yes. From it, It's kind of weird, too. Is it the Organics one? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Know. No, we recently just got in contact with them two weeks ago. It's funny because one of the girls or the ladies who works at uh, in their marketing team mm-hmm. for the West Coast Division just so happened to have been a second grade classmate of one of our friends. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she was like, so I guess they were having like a whole talk about like doing stuff for the West Coast. And then she brought up like San Diego is doing something like some big, something big's happening in San Diego and we need to like focus on it and do something yes. cool. So then they reached out to us and they were like, hey, like, so-and-so told us that, like, you guys are doing stuff. Like, if you could send us information, blah, blah, And we got in contact with them. And now we're trying to develop something uh, big soon, hopefully. Ooh, be fun. well, that is exciting. Yeah, that's been, like, one of our dreams, like, forever. Like, we used to, like, just sit and watch, like... Like, RBMAs and yeah, stuff like that. Like and boiler rooms, yeah. like, hosted by yeah. Red Bull, so... 
That's cool. That's huge. Congrats, you guys. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's, I'm hoping that's the future and I'm hoping mm-hmm. um, me and Vij right now are trying to uh, develop this uh, workshop in the summer. So right now we're yeah, just, I heard about that. we're trying to finalize the details, but it's called, it's called Each One Teach One, where we pretty much have courses on like creative uh, fields, like photography, design, mm-hmm. uh, event organization, uh, writing, like screenplays and everything. Just stuff that people normally wouldn't have access to. And then hopefully develop that into something bigger and more official. We're trying to f- see if we can get any like sponsors to do it uh, at actual like big venues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from and that, I'm excited for that. I'm gonna sign up. I already told you. To. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work on my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to both grow it in a very like fun and enter- entertainment section, and then also have another section where it's very community based. And I mean, honestly, like the ideal thing would be to hopefully to like one, create like a LLC, a small business where it's mm-hmm. like travelers club event organization. And then we have another subsection where it's like a nonprofit, a travelers club That's where really we could cool. do stuff like that and then both feed off each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the synergy. I love it. That's so dope. <laughs> There's just like, so much stuff that can come out of it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then Marco wants to do his, uh, the coffee shop too, which is mm-hmm. going to be called the travelers club. Uh, I don't know. You don't know? You're going to change it? Oh, Damn. Remember, we said Broken for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's oh, still yeah. Traveler's Club. It's yeah. still Traveler's Club. No, no, yeah. But, broken uh, broken for just kind of, I, I really love that one. Yeah, that's a good kinda. one. Never mind, you're right, you're right. Like you It'll it still be poor. like parentheses, Traveler's yeah, no, Club. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's good. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, I would still, it would always be a Traveler's Club thing. Like, I would yeah. still represent it with it. And I mean, I love all of these guys, you know, and I would want to make sure that whatever I do in my future, it still incorporates them and hopefully vice versa. I don't ever want to be that. detached from it. So. It's like a family dynamic you guys have. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, it really is. That's super cute. Well, thank you so much. I, before you guys go, though, I would love to get like a piece of advice from each of you for those who are aspiring to be a creative or want to delve in the creative field. Want to go first? <sighs> okay. A piece of advice. Oh, man. I feel like I give... I. No, hold on. <laughs> All right, you go first. You go first. I, uh, I honestly, mine is just like just putting your head down, almost kind of putting blinders on and just keep going. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I get distracted so much. And um, I mean, there's still so many things that I haven't tackled, but I'm trying to keep giving my own advice to myself and just put my head down and work and just know that like even through all the bullshit, even my friends telling me that stuff's not going to work, things like that. Like I just know if I keep wanting it, like it'll happen. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I think you just need to believe in it, really. Yeah. And it won't work unless you don't. That's very, very true. true. So let me let me piggyback off what he said. So exactly. Kanye stuff. exactly. <laughs> I, no, seriously. Like, no. He's back on Twitter, <laughs> It's literally Crazy. where my inspiration comes from. It's no. shit like that. But yeah, no, exactly, exactly what he said. I think one of the most important things uh, anybody should ever think is that, like, it doesn't matter how ambitious you are. The more ambitious, the better. I think one of the faults of growing up is that you start to see the world in a way where you see everything pragmatically and you get Mm -hmm. jaded and you stop reaching for like things that you don't think is unattainable and you start reaching for you things that you think is secure. I think that's the biggest problem. And I think uh, the more jaded you get, the more less likely you are to actually achieve things that you never thought you could. And a lot of things that we've ever done and a lot of things I want to do are things that I never thought were possible. And I think that's the coolest thing. And I think if uh, anybody ever tells you that you can't, obviously the cliche is like, just do it. But for Mm -hmm. real, for real, like that's like. And like rep that dude. Like, you know, that's you. Like do it. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest thing to do. Being being stupid and naive is the best thing ever. So that's. I love that. That was well said. And one last question for each of you. Yes. If you could have coffee with anyone in the world, who would it be? Yeah. Dead or alive? Ooh. I know. Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> oh. uh, Henry David Thoreau. Nice. Wow. That's a good one. Really that is a good one. I know. Seriously. 
Uh, you even drink fuck, coffee? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, um, someone that I would want to have a conversation with. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't want to say someone like James Murphy because that'd be good. What that would mean? be actually. You know, I would pick James Murphy. He's really into coffee. His there music is just so insane. Yeah, it'd probably be him. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much again. Wait, who would you pick? Me. Oh, Donald Glover. Oh, oh nice. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah hands down. One. He's so dope. Like he's been on my like list, like the very top of my It'll list happen of people. One day. I'm sure it will. Yeah, for sure. sure. (laughs) See, you got to believe in it, too. (laughs) I'm just like, just Just trying to like look for his ego. Please, I'm just just DMing him. You know what? Maybe Ezra, take it back. Oh, Ezra. Ezra Ezra would be a good one too. Ezra Koenig from Vampire Vampire Weekend. Oh. Have you ever heard his podcast or his mm. radio show, oh, Time Crisis? Listen to amazing. Crisis? Amazing. Okay, yes. I'll have to tune into that for sure. It made me a little excited being on here because I felt like Time Crisis. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Thank you guys for joining yeah, me on this course. podcast. If you guys want to give these guys a follow, follow them at The Travelers Club. Mm-hmm. On Travelers, The Travelers Club the on Instagram Club. and uh, Travelers Club SD on Twitter. And you want to shout out your yeah. socials? Uh, mine's Broke and Poor, P O U R, all lowercase. On Instagram? On Instagram. And I don't have a Twitter, so. I am Andy Internets on everything. But yeah. yeah. They're both really cool guys, so definitely give them a follow. Thank, Thank you. Cool. Thank, Thank you for you having guys. us. Yeah, of course. Dude.